Welcome to Listen to Talking with Trees, a podcast by Anetta Lander, which is a series of attempts at addressing specific trees in Swedish, Finnish or English. This is a freestanding sequel to the project Meetings with Remarkable and Unremarkable Trees. This episode is part of Pondering with a Pine, a series of conversations recorded with a pine tree in Kaivopuisto Park in Helsinki. Hello, Pine. It's me, the talking human again. It's windy today. And I decided to try to place my camera further up on the slope to finally get the full picture of you. So it's really far away. I wonder where I could protect the microphone so I could talk with you properly. Maybe it's better I sit down. So it's been a while. I, I was. Uh, I thought I'd uh, talk with you about a small text I just read by somebody called Damiano Benvenu or Benvenu or Benvenu. I don't know how to pronounce it, but a scholar, a geographer perhaps, who who had visited a specific. Uh, pine forest near Rome, which is uh, famous or infamous for being uh, planted by the fascists to commemorate or to to celebrate Il Duce, that is Mussolini. And uh, the, the, the pines are planted into a forest to form the letters Dux, uh, so that they can be seen all the way to Rome. And mostly they're shown in aerial photographs. I didn't look it up on Google, but but I remember I've heard about this at some point. And the pines that are planted that way, they're uh, relatives of yours. They're so-called Austrian black pines, Pinus nigra. And this uh, Damiano, he went to, to visit the village nearby and uh, His text is about uh, how these matters are actually complicated. Because, uh, of course, a lot of people think that the whole forest should be taken down. Uh, and it's a horrible thing. Uh, whereas the neo-fascists uh, uh, want to keep the forest. And there was a huge fire uh, destroying most of the letter X. And they went there and planted new trees to, to keep monument intact. But uh, when Damiano, the writer, went up there to the village, he he learned that actually what the villagers were most proud of was the system of terraces that were used, uh, or that was used uh, when planting the, the forest, because that's something that is, uh, that's something that is uh, uh, like the tradition of that village. And, and uh, they're very proud of that. 
And of course, then the neophysist who, who replanted some trees didn't use that technique because they didn't know how to do it and so on. So the point with this uh, uh, text was mainly that, that you shouldn't uh, restrict yourself by some sort of distance observing. Uh, but you have to uh, go there to visit the place and to uh, sort of enter the forest, enter the, the communities in order to understand the complexities of phenomena. And that makes sense, of course. And it was funny to read that text right after finishing a book that I sort of uh, had hanging uh, since uh, last autumn, namely uh, the book Finding the Mother Tree by Susan Simar, which is very famous, of course, nowadays. And uh, one of the main scholars uh, investigating the so-called wood wide web, that is the, the mycelia and fungal networks that that connect the trees in a forest and so on. But finding the mother's trees is, of course, very much also a, a biography and her story of her family and her, her experiences in childhood and her uh, surviving of, uh, of a divorce and surviving of breast cancer and so on. So, so I wasn't so fascinated about the book. Uh, but, uh, of course, uh, at the end she she speaks of the knowledge of indigenous people and, for instance, how Solomon has been uh, fertilizing the forests. And uh, in incredible, uh, like, systemic uh, understandings that slowly, slowly our uh, science is now learning and that uh, indigenous uh, people have locally gained that knowledge over thousands of years earlier. And of course, now when I sit here with you, when you're here alone on the slope, uh, I'm thinking of the problem of the forest. Because uh, in some sense, you are, of course, a collectivity as you are already, with all the small beings living on you and in you. But on the other hand, you're very lonely here with uh, quite a distance to the nearest uh, trees, any trees, uh, but also pine trees. And uh, also this idea of the Austrian black pine or Pinus nigra, uh, now uh, I've encountered some other pines like Pinus peuse, in which is, has been planted here, or Pinus sembra, and also Pinus contorta in Reykjavik. And yes, Pinus mugo, the small, small pines that are more like shrubs planted in cities. But basically all the pines, all the real pines, so to speak, the wild pines are Pinus sylvestris. And so I'm more sort of attuned to uh, looking at your differences because uh, the question, what is your pine species? It's always the same but I know that you can grow in so many, many, many different ways. If I think of all the pine trees on Öre, and if, if I just look around at the different types of pines here in the park, you're all the same family or the same species at least, but very, very different.
well. Anyway, uh, I should uh, uh, think about learning about other pine trees, and that's one of the reasons why this uh, text about the village near Rome uh, was so inspiring to me because I'm I'm planning to go to Mazzano, uh, to a small village near Rome this summer, uh, into a residency there. And there is supposed to be a valley with a very beautiful forest there. Um, and of course, I should learn a little bit about the pine trees there and uh, the different type of yeah, trees in general. So much I looked about the Austrian black pine that although it's sort of not not a local species in the village where it was planted but was was brought there from elsewhere it's it's nevertheless local in the mediterranean area so it's very common for instance in greece or that's what i read at least but so i have to learn a little bit about the mediterranean pines which are quite different from you scots pines I always laugh at the thought of you being a scotch pine, but anyway. So, what else can I tell you? Spring is uh, proceeding quickly, fast now. It's very windy and it's still cold, but, but uh, many of the birches have small leaves already. And, and the slopes look green. Planted trees here in the park, like the linden trees and the oaks and, and the larches. They're not, uh, they don't have buds yet, but, but the birches have, and the rowans and, and the bird cherries. You can even see the small, small uh, flower buds there. So uh, in a few weeks, all this will explode into green, but right now it's still rather cold. All right, nice to see you doing fine and, and enjoy the spring and all the long hours of light. So take care. This was an episode of the podcast Talking with Trees.